Good morning. Let's pray. We are going to do a seminar in marriage. I'd like you to beg God to personally speak to you and give you direction that whatever we'll be studying we will walk by it and God will give us peace and God will give us direction and God will give us light just pray God give me light that I may see in this matter In Jesus' name, we pray. Father, we have come again before you. We plead for your mercy, for your light that we may see. Of a truth, we know nothing about this matter, but you know everything about this matter. And you intend to direct and lead us. May you guide each one. Particularly those that are intending to marry that are not yet married. May you open our eyes. May you give us light that we may see. Thank you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 We are looking at marriage. And uh, it's like a seminar. This is one area that the devil has hijacked and is doing havoc to, his, to the children of God. This is one area that people are not well taught about marriage. Some think that marriage is about sex. Mm-mm. Some think that marriage is about having children. The devil has put in a lot of things about this and distorted the plan of God, the intention of God, the purpose of God for marriage. I like you to I like you to note that no man, no human being instituted marriage. It was instituted, it was initiated, it was put in place by God, and it is for a purpose. One of the purpose of marriage, and actually the number one purpose, is to fulfill the service of God in our hands. 
there's the the calling of God in our hand in our lives. So when we talk about fulfilling the work of God, what God has created you for, purpose for your life, then we look at the man first. Then we look at the at the at the woman as help meets. So they come together to fulfill purpose. Marriage is created by God first and foremost to fulfill the purpose of God upon your life. Whether you are a man or a woman. So you will note that because of that God does not joke with marriage. And God will not give you I'm talking about brothers Somebody that will not help you to fulfill the purpose of God in your life God is very particular about this So as we generally talk Does God have plan for marriage? Yes, that's original creation That is original intention of God that you as a man or a boy or a girl will fulfill the reason of God's creation upon your life then when that is a focus I hope you are following me what is the focus the purpose of God for your life to fulfill the purpose of God in your life to fulfill the assignment that God has given to you to do. When that is in place, other things follow. You will notice that relationship will be good. You will have a fulfilled sexual life. You will have godly seeds. And you notice that God will be with you. And that work that God has given to you as a man will blossom. And when the work is blossoming, because himself and the wife had become one, the work in the woman's hand also blossoms through the husband and upon her life also. This is the whole purpose, the whole reason of marriage. I want you to note. If you understand it, even at the time of courtship, you will not falter, you will not make a mistake, you will not make a shipwreck of it. You will keep it pure because of what God is to do. So as we look at some scriptures quickly, I hope you have your pen and paper. I'll be fast because our time is not too good. And then you note the questions you want to ask. Let's see God's original concepts. God's original concept for marriage. Number one, 
Marriage is a divine creation. Marriage is a divine creation. Genesis chapter 2, 18 to 24. Somebody, you'll be reading fast. Do we have a second mic? A second mic. Genesis chapter 2, 18 to 24. Now be noting, I may not do detailed explanation of each passage because of time. Who is reading Genesis chapter 2 for us? We said it is a divine creation. Genesis 2, 18 to 25. Yeah. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. So out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that, that was its name. The man gave names to all cattle and to the birds of the air and to every beast of the field. But for the man, there was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And while he slept, took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the way which the Lord God had taken from the man, he made him say, O man, and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This is at least, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called a man, because she was taken out of the man. Therefore a man leaves his father and his mother and cleaves to his wife, and they become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Praise so you can see in verse 18. Was it man that said to God, I need to marry? Huh? No, God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. The truth here for us, it is not good. Do you agree with me? Huh? For a man to be what? Huh. It is not good. And God said, I will make him and help meet for him. And God did that. But he first of all made the man to sleep. When the man woke up, he now saw the help of, of, of his life. So you discover that God created marriage. And both of them ought to leave father and mother and shall cleave together. And they shall become one flesh. How many? How many? I thought there are two. Now, you could see that at the beginning, this is what God has done. And he has not changed this. We need to bring this to us. So that you will notice that you will need to walk circumspectly in this realm. You need to be very careful.
when you are trying to get into God's plan and God's purpose. So that you need to note that it's not something you walk into and you are careless about. It's all about God. Are you following me, children? Are you hearing me? I wish that we had this opportunity you are having today. We didn't. We almost literally worked out our own. You people are very, very lucky. I'm using the word lucky and blessed. We didn't have such many moments like this. And I want you to maximize this opportunity you have that God is bringing you away. Fine. One we have seen it is a divine creation. It was instituted by God. Not you. Not me. Not the church. Not anybody. But God. And the steps he took I want us to note it. Because he also was the one that made the woman for the man. Is it not so? Uh -uh, you are not getting me. Who made the woman for the man? God. So you, brother, he has already made the, the, your wife to be. Mm. And only him knows where she is. So we want to follow scriptural principle. You will discover by the time we finish by God's grace, it will not be difficult for you to discover the person you, God has prepared for you, whether girl or boy. But when you go out, out of this God's plan and purposes, the devil will hijack it and confuse you. That is why you see sometimes uh, you will propose to this, you propose to that, you are so confused. That's why you see that you can receive three proposals, you can't decide them, you are keeping brother A, brother B, brother C, all proposed. When that is happening, you are not working circumspectly, you are not very careful. You have become a fool and you are bound to make a mistake if you don't if you are not careful we will be coming to that detail by god's grace number two marriage is a permanent and intimate and intimate bond between a man and his wife as long as they both are alive. Marriage is a permanent and intimate bond between a man and his wife as long as they both are alive. Have you noted that? It is not something you rush in and rush out. There is no room for divorce. 
You know what? I was asking myself when they said, how can you, when you have become one flesh, how are you going to divide yourself? Mm-mm, you didn't understand now. He said, they two shall become what? So how will you divide the one now? I said, the other half go. When it is by God, it is difficult to divorce. When the devil has entered, you will first be divided before you can divorce. But if the devil has not entered into your marriage, there is no way to be difficult. Where will you start from to cut this one flesh so that the other half can go? It's difficult. So when the devil enters, what he will do first is to divide you. So that one can easily go. So it's a permanent and intimate bond. Let's look at Genesis. We have read Genesis 2, 23 to 25. Let me read it from here. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. You know, when you look at this, how will you divide the bones now? So that the other one will go. Will it be possible? If we look at marriage and understand it this way, you will notice that it is difficult to separate the bones. If you separate the bones, what will happen to the man's bone now? Part of his bones. They are gone. That man will never stand straight again. Did you notice that? He will never walk straight again. Even the woman will not be complete in her bones because her own bones and the man's bones had become one in the flesh. We are talking about marriage that God is involved in. So he said, this is the flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave and all of that and cleave to his wife. So, it's a permanent bond. It is an intimate bond. Let's look at Matthew chapter 19, 5 to 6. Matthew chapter 19. If you see it before me, read 5 to 6. Chapter 19, verses 5 to 6. And said, For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to be his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two but one. Mm -hmm. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. Let no man put asunder. It's a permanent thing. You see why I'm bringing this so that you will settle it in your heart, in your mind, that this thing is permanent. It is intimate bond that cannot be what? That cannot be, talk with me, that cannot be separated, cannot be divided. No man should do that. But when it is not of God, 
You know, because God is not involved. The bonding that God would have done spiritually will not be there. So, suppression becomes easy. Suppression becomes easy. Number three. Marriage is figurative of Christ's union with the church. It's figurative of Christ's union with the church. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, 23 to 25. Ephesians chapter 5, where we got our team from. Marriage is a figurative of Christ's union with the church. I will read from here. 23 to 25 says, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be be to their own husband in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Marriage is likened to the church, the relationship between the church and Christ. Did you, under, did you see that, Nana? Huh? So, the husband is like Christ to the family and to the wife. We should love our wives. Number four, marriage is ordained by God to be honored. God ordained marriage to be honored. Hebrews 13 verse 4. Hebrews 13 verse 4. Oh, I wish you are writing down. Those of you that are not writing, write down to guide you to note the intention of God. Hebrews 13 verse 4. Somebody read it for us. Yes. I don't want to be reading alone. Hebrews 13 verse 4. Mm. Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Good. Now, is to be honored by all. There should be no uh, 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 unfaithfulness, unfaithfulness to it. You know, when you are engaged to marry, or you have somebody you are relating with, and you, you didn't walk circumspectly, you were not careful with yourself, and you go into sexual sin, When you do that, you have been joined to that person. And actually, who joined you? 
Is it God? Is it devil? I'm telling you the reason why you must be careful. Is the devil. Even the one the church will be doing later. The devil has already commissioned you. And the devil is not going to commission anybody after today. Because you are very careless. And they, you say, hey, after all, we are going to marry. Yet you are not married. And the devil is in one side. Say, do it. It doesn't matter. You will soon marry. He has become your, the person that joined you. And that kind of marriage, we cannot say what God has joined together. Even though we say it, will it, be, will it be correct? It would have been what the devil has joined together. Let man put it asunder. The reason why you must be very careful is this. He said marriage is what? Honorable. You know, the bed undefiled. When you have entered into a relationship, that's not a license. Did you hear me? That's not a license to walk carelessly. You must be careful on how you walk. So that the purpose of God for your life will be fulfilled. So that you can be bold tomorrow when you look back. I want to tell you sincerely. One of the things that will make you put you on fire is when you look back, you discover during your courtship and with your uh, spouse, you never faltered. It's very encouraging spiritually. Did you understand what I'm saying? When you look back, you'll be bold before God and be bold before the devil. Do you know if you slept together before that time, the devil will keep accusing you? Oh God. And you will hardly grow except you make sure that you are sure that God has forgiven you. But this thing that God is bringing to you today, it will be so bad if after you have known this and you go out and live carelessly. Do you know when we say single sister, single brothers, what's the implication of that? With the word single. Who knows? Huh? Who can tell me? They are looking at me. Single brothers, single sisters. Do we say things like that? Huh? What? That's exactly what we say. What does that really mean? Eh? Yes. I hope you are single, eh? Good. <laughs> you are eligible to get married. Yes. One. Any other reason? What's the other? 
There is no other reason. There is no other. But if this single brother goes to have a girlfriend and is sleeping with the girlfriend, call it girlfriend. He's no longer single. Can we call him single brother? No. He's eh? no longer single. There is no other single. No single means that there is no other life in you. You are single. If you are not single, you are what? Married. Uh -huh. When you are married, what does that mean? There is another life in your own life. So when you are single and you are living carelessly with boys and girls and it doesn't matter to you, you are so free. You say, after all, when I finish, I confess. The truth is that you are not single. You have messed up your life. And I pray that as many of you that are listening to me today, you will not mess up your life. So that God can be proud of you. I'm not talking about men being proud, but God, heaven will be proud of you as he looks at you. He, he will know that this child has feared me and kept himself or herself. It gives God joy. I'm telling you. If God must give you light, you must determine within yourself that marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled. Not to talk about those of us that are married and you go out for another person. It becomes dishonorable. So God instituted it to be, for it to be honored. Did you notice that Joseph and the wife that bore Jesus. What's the name of the wife? Mary. They were betrothed. Yet, what did they do to themselves? They kept themselves. They kept themselves. That heaven could identify Mary and say, Mary is qualified to to be a part of that I want to do. She was blessed among women. Excuse me. God will be able to identify you. That you are qualified. Even if you are in a relationship that you have kept yourself so pure, God will identify you and say, look, this Mary will be part of my projects in their generation. Do you know what it means that the person you are to marry is pregnant now? If the man, if it happens today, and the man said, no, we have not slept together. Will you believe that? 
you are looking at me. You say the evidence is there. Will you see believe? Say, how can it be? How can this thing be? But it happened. Did you notice that God vindicated her? Did you notice that? When you live right, even if people are talking, God will eventually vindicate you. And that is when you would have taken the right steps in your life. It is, number four, it is a relationship that is intended to endure. It is ordained to be separated only by deaths. It is ordained to be separated only by what? Deaths. Nothing again shall separate it. Are you noting this? Eh? This thing that is before you, you can see the plan and intention of God is only death that can separate. Let's look at Romans chapter 7, 2 to 3. Somebody read. Another person open to... Okay, Roma, let's look, look at only Romans chapter 7, 2 to 3. Who is reading for us? Romans chapter 7. And it says, Thus a married woman is bound by law to her husband as long as he lives. But if husband dies, she is discharged from the law concerning the husband. Okay. Accordingly, she will be called an adulteress if she lives to that man while her husband is alive. But if husband dies, she is free from that law. And if she marries another man, she's not an adulteress. You can see the only thing that can separate is death. So, I want you to tell yourself oh, this now. You know, some of you say, yeah, if I, when we begin on practical, you know the idea of the people you would like to marry. Is it not so? How will she look like? What is is good though? If you are told now to select, what will you have in mind? Slim, is it not so? Ah, you are sitting am I talk with me, be free. She will be slim, tall. Did you notice no man likes to marry a short woman? Slim, tall. Am I right? Sometimes fair. My friend, one of my friends said, I want a sportish girl. So I was asking, what's a sportish girl? Who knows sportish? So he said, not bulky, not too tall, because the man is not too tall also. Fair. Very sportish, you know, agile. You know that my friend was looking for this sportish girl. Oh. Every sportish girl she went, he went to. That one said no. He kept looking for that until he turned to almost 50. 
When I called him, I said, Brother, are you still looking for sportish gear? He said, I'm tired. Eventually, he married. In Zaria, I wanted to attend that wedding. Do you know why I wanted to attend? To go and see the type of lady eventually married. Up to now, I have not set my eye on that lady. He is now in Nemo State. He has retired. He's a prof. He's in Nemo State now. And with that lady, I told him, I will still visit you. I told him, why I want to visit you? I want to see that sportish girl. He laughed. He said, brother, I'll forget that. It's good. But that's an idol. That sportish gear tomorrow can become unsportish. Is it possible? Eh? And she can become so big that she will even cover the door of your, of, your, of your house. Will you ask her to go? You want to marry a man that has the chest is wide. Eh? What did you call it? Eh? Talk with me. I want to know. What did you call it? Chiseled abs. Ah. Chiseled arms. Hi, this is interesting. Oh God. You know chiseled arms. The muzzle would have been chiseled and the thing is doing like this. Am I right? And the chest. He's doing a half year dance, even when nobody's playing. And tall. He's in also. And then the beauty, yeah, the waist will just thin down. <laughs> Sorry. You would have been missing God's original plan. Because that chiseled arm will flatten up one day. That man that is standing like that as if he can lift up four people at a go, one day will be walking with stick. Is it possible? If you are not going by God's plan, you will likely divorce a person because the chisel arm will not always be there. Chiseled arm. Thank you for that. But who chiseled the arm? And I want to ask you, not you, all of you, of what benefit is a chiseled arm? Answer me. And you will be lucky if the devil doesn't allow him to use that chiseled arm on you one day. <laughs> it will scatter you. When you annoy him and the chiseled arm are dancing, and you say you cannot do anything and he's dancing. Say you are an idiot and the thing is dancing and he releases one stuff. You will fall and somersault. May that chisel arm be under God. If it's not under God, you are in trouble. You must be dodging that chisel arm. You must have a tyrant in your house. Praise the Lord.
So until death, finally. God forbids marriage with unbelievers. Oh God. This is my time. Wow. God forbids marriage with unbelievers. Second Corinthians chapter 14 verse 16. Quickly. Second Corinthians 14 16. He forbids it. Somebody read it for us quickly. I mean, Second Corinthians 6 14 to 16. Sorry. Sorry. Second Corinthians 6 14 to 16. If you find it, read for us quickly. Second Corinthians 6 verse 14. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the kingdom of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. I will be a father to you and will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord. Okay, you have gone to 18. Now, God says, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbeliever. Marriage is a yoking together. Do you understand? Huh? Now, if you yoke yourself with an unbeliever, an unbeliever has his own way of life, and movement you have your own way is it not so when you yoke together how would that kind of journey be together can it be possible now come what's your name come you know if you read down the bible said the flesh and the spirit are contrary one to the other they don't go in the same direction. An unbeliever represents flesh and a believer represents the spirit. And your spirit and flesh. And we are yoked together. And I want to go this way. Come now. Oh, you are not my friend, though. If you say you love me, come, come. Now, you see, there will be struggle, is it not so? Never making any movement. No destination. Mm -mm, it can't happen. And that's why you must avoid. Going into a relationship with an unbeliever, no matter how, even if he's always in the church like this, sitting in front with this, like this, my son, 
as long as he's an unbeliever, God says, don't yoke with that person. The reason I have, say, what agreement can Belial have with what? He said, but he lost me. Yes, that's not why God created marriage. If you have a purpose, if you want to fulfill the purpose of God, can you imagine that the, the girl you're married is an unbeliever? And you want to grow in God's hands and become affect lives. It's going to be difficult. Do you know even when you are praying, the lady can come and kick you. What are you doing? Huh? So what are you doing? Can we enjoy our lives? Mm-mm. It doesn't work. It will not work. I want you to note this. It doesn't matter how the person loves you and is kind to you and you say, I will convert him. You know, some I've had all kinds of counsel and say, I will convert him. I will convert her. You have no power of conversion though. If we have that power, me, I will convert everybody around me. It would have been good. And when you marry an unbeliever, and you say, he's not, he's not, or the man is an unbeliever, and the woman is a Christian, and you come to me for counseling, eh, I don't want to follow him, I don't want to do, I say, no, go and do, submit yourself to him, he's your husband. You don't know. So I want this to be settled in your hearts. That it does not matter who the person is. Hello? Are you hearing me? You are not getting me. What you need to strive to do is to do the will of God. You know, when I was doing your service in Zaria, one Brother, prayed a very sincere prayer. He was looking for who to marry. And he went in a very serious way and prayed a prayer. He said, God, I will wake up early in the morning around four. I will go into the chapel in ABU, ABU chapel, like this. And the first sister that were coming into the chapel, if she's single, let that will be my wife. God, help me by this way, in the name of Jesus. You know God answered that prayer. Early in the morning, he went into the chapel, ABU. He was the first person to enter. The next person that was entering was a sister that was not married. And as he opened his eyes and saw that this sister was a sister that is deformed in the fellowship, he said, God, I've changed my mind. <laughs> was this one ready to do God's will? Eh? No. He just walked out of the chapel. But the sister didn't know what was going on. 
Then another one in the same place in Zaria. This brother, this brother, in ABU, he was very poor. He was always wearing bedroom slippers. And wearing one, or one shirt two or three days, flying his dress. You know, you could know when you see such a life. Will you like such a life? Answer me now. You, you are looking spiritual for me. No, the answer is no. You know, imagine a brother, a medical student, walked in here now with bedroom slippers, flying his shirt. What will go on in your heart? You'll be wondering, what is wrong with this brother? Every, in fact, he wouldn't button his... Uh... But he was a child of God. Though. So, he was about graduating, and he prayed earnestly. And God pointed to one sister that was rich in the fellowship. I mean rich, not as a for the better. Everything she... You know, when you see somebody from a wedding home. And when he heard that he was afraid, very, very said, no, God, you are joking. Uh, is it God that is speaking to me? No, not me. Oh. Ah, that she will give me a slap. You know, he kept praying. God kept pointing him to that sister. One day he got up. He didn't know that God had also spoken to the sister. Do you know the person's name? Chukuma. Do you understand? What's the name of the brother? Chukuma. What's the name of the sister? Chukuma. You don't know. But Chukuma and where the person is. That's why you must depend on God. That's why you must trust God. God told the sister that so so and so will come. So when he gathered courage to go, he went, you know, there were visiting time. He just went at the visiting time. Both of them were about to leave. And they sat down. And the sister welcomed him and said, Yes, can I help you? In the next 10 minutes, sister said, What is it now? You know, the sister said, Don't worry. I know why you came. Don't just stop doing that. God sent you to marry me. Say yes. <laughs> Say yes, I know. And the sister didn't pretend. Say yes, I know. God has told me. That's okay. Shall we pray about it? They prayed. After some days, the sister went to the market, bought shirts, shoes, trousers, and went to his room. And removed all those shirts and said, Wear this shirt with this trouser, but make sure you're talking. And wear with this shoe. Wear this one with this one. That's how the brother 
This one, you, they say level don't change. Has level changed? And this brother became something else on campus. And they are married up to now. And they are doing so well. Brethren, listen. It's not about physical appearance. It's about what is God saying. I know that this area will be difficult for you, for all of us. The first question was, what is the person doing? Is it also? <laughs> if you find what the person is doing and what he's doing is doing it in the Lord, that's all. And it is the Lord that is arranging it. Praise the Lord. Now, general purpose for marriage. What is the purpose for marriage, general? I just have been mentioning it. Number one is to help the man. Is to help the man. In doing the work committed into his hand by God. God has for every man, for every life, there is a commitment of work. In Genesis 2, Adam was stealing and keeping the garden. Genesis 2, write the passages, you will read it on your own. Genesis 2, uh, 15 to 20, and Genesis chapter 1. 27 to 28 and Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. It was as Adam was busy tilling the, keeping the garden and keeping God's work that God looked at him and said it is not good for him to labor alone. It is no good for him to work alone. So you discover that the woman comes in as a help mate, meet. Not help mate, help meet, M-E-E-T. Becomes the help of the man. So both of them will do God's purpose. But it's unfortunate when a man that has no purpose comes to you. And say, God is leading me to you. What is the first thing you should find out from the man? Hmm? What are you, do you think you are doing for God? Say, hey, I'm, you know some brother, somebody say, hey, I'm just a member of the fellowship. I'm just a member. What are you membering? What is you? What is it that you are doing for God? Every child of God, God came to you and, and gave you his spirit is for a purpose. He created you for good work. Can I tell you that every child of God has something to do for God? No child of God that God has poured out his spirit in do you know it is a privilege to be a child of God? Do you know that God does not waste the spirits, His spirit in our lives? 
He doesn't come to us for us to be idle. He comes to us for us to be useful in his vineyard. So this brother should first of all be useful in God's hand. And you should find out. What is your vision for God? Even if he has not walked into it fully. You need to find out his vision for God. And then you check whether you can fit in into that vision. Because you are going in to help him to fulfill the purpose of God in his life. And so, one of the things that God seeks to do is for you to first of all have a vision. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Oh God. An idle person cannot go and marry. Idle person with God, at least, cannot marry, should not marry. Get busy for God's work. So we see that one of the purposes is to to help the man to do God's work in his hands. Number two, it is for partnership. It is for companionship. Marriage is for what? Companionship. Malachi 2.14 and Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12. Quickly, we read it quickly. We we'll read it quickly. Move. Who is reading for us? Malachi 2.14. Of your youth, with whom you have dwelt treacherously, yet she is your companion and your wife by covenant. Is your world companion? Then Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes four, nine to twelve. Somebody has read it. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toy. For no, number one, what did you see there? Two are better, better than, than one. one. Two that are in union, that are under God's purpose, are better than one. Go ahead. For they, are, for they have a good reward for their toy. Right. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. Uh-huh. But hold to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Hold to him who is alone when he falls. When he falls. And have not another to lift him up. Uh-huh. Again, if two lie together, they are warm. Mm-hmm. But how can Is that the truth? Yes. You don't know. You may not know. But when you lie with your brother, are you not warm? Yes. Eh? When you lie with your sister. The truth is that companionships, when two of you are together, there is warmth, there is help for each other. You help each other. That's what God has intended. That, that it is for companionship. It is for partnership. You will help each other. 
when you are doing that, you are under God's will. Aha. Then marriage was, is ordained by God to produce godly offspring. You can find that in Malachi chapter 2 verse 15. Godly to produce godly offspring. That's what will fall out of marriage that is under God. That is within the plan of God and purpose of God. What will be falling out their godly offspring. Even if as you are looking at this offspring now, they are not looking godly immediately. Note that eventually God will not let them go. Did you hear me? The God never made when it is a godly offspring, they would have been brought up in the way they should grow. When they grow up, they will remember, they will not depart. God will not allow them to depart. Hallelujah. Then God ordained marriage to bring about complete sexual satisfaction between a man and his wife. To bring about complete sexual satisfaction between a man and his wife. Now, you notice that sexual satisfaction can only be obtained between a man and his wife. If it is not between a man and his wife, you something your conscience will be pricking you, something will be telling you that what you are doing is not, even though you think you are enjoying it. No, you, you are full of regrets. So that's why you should wait, wait until you are married. Are you hearing me? They are not hearing me now. What did I say you should do? Wait until when? You even be tired of sex then. This, this thing you are struggling to do now, enter into. Sorry. You will do it at will. In fact, you have the right to do it on the road if it is possible. Nobody queries you. I say if it is possible. What did I say? When they know he's a wife or the husband, what do they do? What is they walk away, but we don't do that for decency. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is something that you must enjoy and enjoy legally. What do I mean by legally? You have the license. Any other thing you are doing before that time, you are stealing. You are you are you are messing up another person's wife. You are messing up another person's husband. Did you understand what I've said now? Does it make sense to you? In fact, you are stealing and spoiling another person's wife and another person's husband. That's why you must avoid that. That's why you must wait. That's why you must be disciplined. That's why you must walk circumspectly you must be very careful on how you walk as a child of God. Let none of this. You know, that is why you discover that Joseph was very careful with this. He was very careful. Praise the Lord. Then marriage. Did I give you a passage? Let's look at Proverbs 5, 
15 to 20. If you see 15 to 20, read for us. My time is up. I don't know how we we'll do this thing now. My Proverbs 5, 15 to 20. Mm. Drink water from your own satin and running water from your own well. Should your fountain be dispersed abroad, streams of water in the streets. Ah, my daughter, Let start afresh. Start afresh. Drink water from your own satin uh-huh. and running water from your own well. Mm-hmm. Drink your fountains, be dispersed abroad, mm-hmm. streams of water in the streets. Let them be only your own and let for strangers with you. Okay. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of your youth. Ah, did you hear something? Drink from where? Your own fountain. Don't go and drink from another person's fountain. Don't. Because what you sow, you will reap. What you sow, you will reap. And so for this reason, let's look at First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18. I'll read it from here, verse 18. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18. It says, Flee fornication, full stop. Did you see it there? Huh? Are you with your Bible? Or you are writing? What is the first thing you see in verse 18? Did you notice full stop? Flee fornication. How did other versions put it? Yes, somebody read quickly. Immoralities. Eh? Flee sexual immorality. Flee sexual immoralities. Any other version? Run away. Run away. Don't come and tell us the devil deceived me. It was the devil. It's never the devil. Run away. Run away. Because your marriage must be honored by God. Your marriage must be honored by God. When I was cutting my wife, by then, she was in Abani General Hospital as a pharmacist there. Then there was no road. The road was bad in those days. If you are going to Abani, whoever knew, I don't, I'm not sure you know, it would take you up to one hour to come out from Abani to the express. So I visited, I don't know when it was, about 8 o'clock in the night. We were talking outside. And at that time, you will not get a vehicle. No way. And I told her, I said, look, I'm going to the bus stop to wait for a vehicle. If no vehicle comes, I will sleep there. 
And I meant it with my whole heart. I cannot sleep in your house. How can I come out in the morning from your house? What will I tell people? The Bible says, abstain from every appearance of uh, evil. Because I can sleep in a house where nothing will happen, I'm telling you. But when I am imagined from that house, will I be able to convince anybody that I didn't sleep with her? They saw you coming out. Your appearance is evil. That's why again you must abstain from every appearance of evil. She sat down there. We were waiting for vehicle. Around nine or there about. One bus coming. And I jumped in around 9 p.m. That no bus was supposed to come out. And I came back to Enugu. When God knows your hearts, it doesn't matter the situation. He brings in grace. Are you getting me? And he will always give you a way of escape. Run. What was I doing that night? I was running. There are moments you need to run, flee. But avoid appearance of uh, evil. It says, flee. Uh -huh. Sorry. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committed fornication sinned against his own body. It said, the last verse said, For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God. My young people, your body, you, you. Listen, you are bought with a price. How much is it? Huh? The blood of Christ. Priceless. It will give God joy. When you keep this, your body together. When you keep it together. And glorify God by it. And you will see what God will do with your life. Praise the Lord. Marriage is established as a remedial way of preventing sexual immorality. Is established as a remedial way of preventing sexual immorality. First Corinthians chapter seven, verse two and verse nine. Verse two said, Nevertheless, to avoid fornication. Let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. Verse 9. But he was advising that you can be on your own. But if you think you can't contain the bonding and the urge, he said, but if they cannot contain, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn. So you notice that is a is because it's something that is available to you at your column bed. So it's a remedial way. That's why when you see a man that has a wife that is going for another woman, 
or a woman that has a hummer that is going for another, another man. That person must be possessed. He has, he has gone out of the will of God. It's not normal. So, that is about God's purpose. Number one is that he is to help us do God's work better. It's a companionship and uh, is a means of complete sexual satisfaction. And number two is a remedial way of preventing sexual immorality. Therefore, quickly, is there any person that you see that you can marry? We want to look at who is marriable. Who is marriable? Is there anybody you see that captures your fancy that you marry? Answer me. Who can be married? Who is marriable? Number one, he or she must be born again. You don't joke with this. Um, God says, uh, you'll be my wife, I should tell you. What is the question you should ask? Are you born again? Yes, now. You know everybody's born again now. <laughs> ah. Everybody seems to speak in tongues. Yes. Okay. Share the experience of your being born again. Uh, now. Uh, I was born and discover that we attend uh, um, church of his chapel of his resurrection and that's where I used to go with my parents and I suddenly discovered that you now I entered the young people and, uh, and God has been helping me before I used to tell a lie I've stopped telling a lie and uh, there are certain things I used to do and I've stopped doing them excuse me is he born again? Anybody can stop telling lies. Anybody can decide to stop doing certain things that he was doing before that are not correct. The question is, do you know the meaning of born again? Who can tell me the meaning quickly? I've been talking and talking alone. What is the meaning of born again? Oh yeah? Somebody? What does it mean to be born again? Oh, yes, sir, at the back, at the back, if I will see where, there is a mic beside you. Have an encounter with Jesus Christ. Hey, many people had an encounter with Jesus Christ and they were not born again. You know the meaning of encounter. Some were even quacking Jesus. Eh? And yet they were not born again. They were closed like this. What is, what? The... Having Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. How would that do? What is it? What is it? By accepting him in your life. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Is that another? Yes, born again. Being dead to sin and alive in Christ. Anybody can do that. You see, your self-righteousness, there is what? Filthy rock. Yes, give to him. Living your life according to the standard of Jesus Christ. Anybody can decide to do that. 
what in the simplest form is born again, yes? Accepting Christ, yes, I agree with you. Finally, okay, to be born from a, he was talking to me. Let me tell you what he told me to be born of above and to be born of the Spirit. Born again is when the Spirit of God gives you another life. That that is born of the flesh. How were you born of the flesh? Life started, is it not so? In your mother's womb. And you came out. This flesh now, that is moving around, another life must start. Do you remember that Nicodemus was doing all of these things you were saying, telling me now? And he told him, say, how can these things be? He said, you must be born again. That that is born of the Spirit is Spirit. For you to be born again. Born again is the beginning of another life that will start growing. Are you hearing me? Oh God. That is why me now, I know when that happened to me in 1982, 8 p.m. I knew that this man, something has happened. It was a Sunday evening. You see, I can't forget it. And from there, another life sprang up. I don't even know how many years now. Who can calculate it for me? 1982. When some of you were not born. Who can piano calculator? Aha. I'm sure many of you were not born. Another life that was in Ife. And I had done altar call several times. No way. Until this day, I could feel as I emerged from there. Look, I was telling everybody I saw. Say, look, the things that ordinarily used to fancy me, they became because another life is there now. That's why Nicodemus was told, you must be born again. Another life must start in you. If you have accepted Jesus, you are not feeling that, look, a life has started and you cannot pin the day and the time. You need to revisit the matter. And that is what has kept me over the years. 38 years now you are telling me. I don't even, it looks like yesterday. That life will now grow. And it grows. This life grows. 
until it reaches the measure and the status of Christ. In fact, that is one of the things God, the, our team, is expecting us to achieve. Walking worthy of the vocation with which you are called. So this man or this girl must have genuine conversion. Another word for born again is what? Conversion from what? When you convert dollar to naira, does it still remain dollar? When you convert naira, uh, naira to dollar, does the dollar remain naira? No. They are two different lives. You have converted from the flesh, from carnal life to spiritual life. And you cannot live a spiritual life without the spirit of God in you. And it is the spirit of God in you that gives you power to live his life. Are you getting me now? Oh God. I, time is not allowing me to explain several things. So you see that in 2 Corinthians 6.14, John 3, 6-7, 1 John 1.12. We are not, she must be strong in the faith. This person must be strong in the faith. Somebody read Colossians 2, 6 to 7. Yes. Colossians 2, 6 to 7. Colossians 2, verse 6. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him. Rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Rooted and what? Rooted and what? Built up in him. Huh? Did you notice two things? Rooted and what? Built up. Let me tell you. If a tree is big, look at that tree. What makes it big? What makes it big? I want to know whether my children know. The roots. The roots goes down. The more the roots goes down, the bigger that tree becomes. That's why he said, rooted and built up. When people are seeing you, they'll be seeing Christ, things about Christ. Yet, you know, the root is not seen. The root is secret. That means you, are, you would have been in a fellowship with Christ that nobody knows. Thank you, man. Okay. Are you following? So this brother or sister must be rooted in Christ. Not a grass. 
You know a grass? Huh? Not a life that has no root. Any life that doesn't have root, anything that doesn't have root is like a grass. What, what can easily happen? It can be uprooted. Even a small person can change your mind and you are in another place. When you meet somebody who is shallow in the things of God, any wind of doctrine can carry that person away. Not a grass. Not a grass. Praise the Lord. All right. Now, with that now, and he must be weaned from parents, and uh, he was also must be weaned from relations and relationship because he must leave parents. Not somebody that he before he does anything. Yeah. Hello, mom, mom, how now? See what I want to do. What do you say? That must be a baby. That's not a man. Okay? He hasn't left the parents. You must be weaned. You must be weaned. You look at Genesis 2.24. Luke 14.25-26. Matthew 12, 47 to 50 At your own time. And then let's quickly... I have 10 minutes. I want to quickly look at the... I want to quickly look at steps to knowing the specific person God has prepared for you. I'm not going to do a lot of explanation now. Steps. To be able to know the specific person God prepared for you. That person that God prepared for you, what did I say is his name? What's his name? Chukuma. Does he know where she is? Huh? Does God know where she is? Does he know where he is? Does he know the person he has prepared for you? Uh Why not go to the person that is holding the person? So, to be able to know, you will follow, take these follow steps. You will have a correct heart dis- disposition. Your heart must be free from idol. It must, it must, you must be ready. You must be ready. You must be able to discern God's leading. And then you must secure the agreement of the second party. Now let's quickly look at disposition. Developing a correct heart disposition. Developing a correct heart disposition. You must get busy with the work of the kingdom. I want you to note that. You are wondering how can this be the correct heart disposition? Yes, you get busy. When you are busy with the work of the uh, kingdom, you are working with God. Is it not so? Eh? Yes. And you are in a fellowship with God. 
We can see that in Genesis 2.19 and Matthew 6.33. It says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then what is it that will be added? Your wife shall be added to help you. You must get busy. And you notice that it was as Adam was busy that God said it's not good for this man to be alone. You must go to sleep. It is as you go to sleep and as you are busy, going to sleep is not physical sleep. Uh Uh-uh. Go to sleep means as you get busy with God. You know, I have always told people, if you are busy with God in his work, you are not even the one that will tell God you are ready for marriage. I'm talking from experience. When it is time, he will put it in your heart. And he will show you the person he has prepared. When it is not time and you are struggling to get married, you will be meeting disappointment. Or you marry by all means and get a word of God's will. So, you notice that, uh, what is his name? Abraham slept. Not Abraham. Um, Adam. Slept. As he woke up, God presented him with a wife. You must go to sleep. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 10, verse 11. I have five minutes more. Who is reading for us quickly? Hebrews. Hebrews 4. There are other verses. Genesis 2, 21 to 22. Job 31, verse 1. Philippians 4, 6, and Hebrews 4, 10, and 11. Hebrews, Hebrews 4, 10, 11. Hebrews 4, 10. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his work as God did from his. 11. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. So, if you walk circumspectly, pursuing God, being busy in his work, you will enter into his rest. That's another message I can't explain further because of time. When you enter into his rest, it means that you have resigned to him. You have rested your case before him. You have said, Lord, let your will be done. When it is time for me, you know. Does God know when it is time? When then I go off and I say, no, get you. God has his time for you. Go to sleep. Relax. Rest in his hand. Be occupied with his work. When he knows when to bring a help meet and he knows who it is. But some of us are not involved in his work. And if you are the father of a son that is not involved in his work, will you get him a wife? You are, not look, you are looking at me now. 
as you get involved in his work, he knows when to bring you a wife. And he will bring that person to you. Hallelujah. Have no idol in your heart. Don't set up any idol. Ezekiel 14, 1-4 In marriage, don't have any idol. You know what we mean by idol? You may desire. Eh? Say, I want him to be like this. I want him to be like this. Even some people will say, eh, he must come from my, from my town. Because my parents said he must, come from my, he must come from my village. You know, parents make life difficult. No, don't have an idol. Allow God. God knows where your wife is. God knows where your husband is. Then finally, wait on the Lord. Trust in him with all your heart. Wait on him. Lamentation 3, 25, 26. Proverbs 3, 5. Ecclesiastes 3, 1. And Isaiah 1. I mean James 1, 6 to 7. I'm rushing because of time. Now, how do you discern the, the, the will of God in marriage? Number one is by personal acquaintance with the revealed general will of God in the scriptures. You must have an understanding of the will of God as touch, touching marriage from his scriptures. You can look at Nehemiah 13, 23 to 27, 2 Corinthians 6, 14 to 15, Amos 33. Number two, recognize the specific leading of the Holy Spirit. The way the Holy Spirit leads, specific ways. Number, he, he leads by inner witness. He, 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 in fact, this is the most authentic one. Inner witness. John 16, 13. Psalm 32, 8 to 9. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 12. Romans 8, 9. But let's look at John 16, 13. Inner witness of the Holy Spirit. Somebody read that. And uh, other ones we will maybe questions. We can't finish anything. Marriage is not one hour discussion. It's, it takes time. Yes. John sixteen thirteen. Yes. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, mm -hmm. he will guide you mm -hmm. into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Now, where you must walk circumspectly is so that the light will come. When the light comes, that the Holy Spirit comes. When he comes... He will guide you into all truth. What will this Holy Spirit do? He will guide. What's the meaning of guide? Come. Because you are busy doing God's work, occupied with Him, resting in Him, He comes, sorry. Come. It's time to marry. And he has been praying. What is he doing? Huh? 
What I'm doing now, sorry. <laughs> what, have, what has he done? Did you not see that there were other gears that were passed? Which he may have been looking at. He said, no, it's not that one. Come. It's this one. But I'm not saying it's this one now. <laughs> Don't go and say I have, uh, what I've done now has spiritual implication. You go and be disturbing the sister. Didn't you see what was done in the church? I perceived that God is leading me. Mm -mm. He has guided him. Is he not so? What is the next thing he will do there? No, he has shown you. And as soon as he also, because she's a child of God, God would have also told her. Or if he hasn't told her, as soon as this brother comes, you know what some of you do when you come, instead of saying what God is saying, you use corner, corner, you know corner, corner. Eh? You are looking at me now. You start playing around. Don't play around. Is it not God that led you? You start, yeah, can I have your number? Will you mind if I chat you? Is that what God says now? What did God say? Look at her. All you will say is, I perceive that God is leading me to you for marriage. Pray about it. Did you hear me? What again did he say that the Holy Ghost will do there? Who is reading? Who was reading? Ah, sorry. Oh, you are carried away with something else. For he will not speak on his own authority. Uh -huh. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And Remember will... yesterday we said when you walk circumspectly, you will be in fellowship with who? God and who else? The Son and the Holy Ghost. So he collects from the father. Yes, you're already sitting down quickly. And he will tell you things to come. He will tell you things to come. I know you will like that. He will tell you things to come. That's the, the witness of the heart. This man of God. Now, this becomes a man of God, a son of God. He will tell him things to come. And what else? That's the answer. Okay. I'm stopping here. There are quite a number of things we needed to say because I'm under time. It's not something we can discharge in one hour. Did you learn anything? All right. It's question time. Otherwise, I would have taught you how to recognize the leading of the Holy Spirit and then we would have looked at Christian courtship. Time does not permit us. But we can. Did you write your questions down as we were discussing? Because we have about 30 minutes for questions. What is it? From the little we have discussed. Yes, write your question down. Or you can raise up your hand. We'll give you the mic quickly. Otherwise, I'll make use of the remaining 30 minutes. That means you don't... Do you, don't you have problem now? Huh? Hi. Yes. 
he also can discern his way through the scriptures through godly counsels uh, and all of that Let somebody read First John 4, 1 to 4. I need to leave this with you to note how to recognize the spirit of the leading of the Holy Spirit. First John 4, 1 to 4. If you are with the mic, read. First John 4, 1-4 Dear friends, do now, not believe... it's not everybody that comes to you that said, I perceive God is leading me. Or the Spirit of God. You know, there was in a fellowship, young people fellowship, they were just like this, like this. They were praying and discussing something else, doing something else. One of the sisters got up. After saying, I said, Thus says the Lord. All of you in a relationship, come out. All the relationships, they are wrong. Ah. That's a prophecy, is it not? All the young people in the relationship, they are there. Their relationship, they are wrong. They should come out. And they went further to call a particular person's name. That, that is her friend. Though. That relationship is wrong. God does not support it. Break it. Now, where we are ready, say, tests every spirit. We will analyze the spirit now and see whether it's of God. Can you read First John quickly? First John 4 verse 1 Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. Verse 4. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. What did verse 1 say we should do? Huh? Check it. Check it. Now, do you think that that prophecy, what they were discussing was not marriage, has nothing to do about, about marriage. Now, God left, came to the fellowship to tell the sister, call the sister's name, that is not of God, you should break it. Do you think that prophecy is from God? Now, there are other details you do not know. The person giving the prophecy when we ask question, was engaged also. 
What did the prophecy say? All of you that are engaged, you break the engagement and come out. What should have been the first thing she should have done? She should have come out first. We again found out that the person she was engaged to was an unbeliever. You know, it's not every prophecy that is coming from God. It's coming from your heart, what you have thought about, what you have considered. You open your mouth. He herself, herself has failed God's word by being unequal yoking. God can never speak through her. Sorry. But she was in a young people like this fellowship. You know, there are things you do, you don't know the implication. It was later on we found out that she was jealous. That this other one, her friend engaged to somebody that he, he knew was the young people's leader. is a seeming child of God. That, and they, let me not tell you some things. And it was only prophesying to break it, to scatter it. It was like one film I watched. These two sisters. This one, one boy liked her. And the boy was coming. As the boy was coming, the senior sister said, Fake. Just pretend you, are, uh, you have epilepsy. Let us know whether this boy, man really loves you. When the man came near, this girl fell down. <laughs> And she acted it so well. That's how the man couldn't stay. He just took photograph, video, and ran with Aka. The sinner said, see, see, see the person that will marry you. He doesn't love you. And that's how that, is, that, not that girl broke the thing. But not knowing that the sister was jealous, wanted to break the relationship. Eventually, the sister took over, the senior sister. It's not everyone that has said, thus says the Lord, that it is thus says the Lord. You must check it. Did you hear me? I finished. I'm waiting for questions. You help me read it. Give him mic. I'm waiting for questions. I'm only engaging us to wait. So, even when somebody... But if you have an idol in your heart and it is the one that meets your idol, you, you notice that you may not pray. You will only say you are praying, but you just keep away for some time and say the answer is yes. No, you must release yourself of idols. Yes, sir. Brochuka. Okay, the first question says, what reply do you give to those who keep emphasizing on the union between Hosea and the prostitutes with regards to being unequally yoked. What? What reply do you give to those who keep emphasizing on the union between Hosea and the prostitutes with regards to being unequally yoked?
Okay. I don't know what to reply. I don't know how this... Oh, you are trying to marry a prostitute? Please ask questions that will help us. Eh? Hmm? Ask questions that will help you do God's will in marriage. Pursue the purpose of God. Don't just ask to check. If you want to marry a prostitute, you have easier right. God does not... You don't, you don't need God's permission. Eh? And however, prostitutes are plenty. Do you know there are plenty? Everywhere. Yes, sir. Okay. The next one, must you hear God? Must you hear God's voice to know God's leading? What other way can you know God is leading you? And when all of them are Christian brothers, how will you know the specific one? Okay. Give me that one. Did you get her question, eh? Say, must you hear God? Please, why won't you... Are you a child of God? Eh? Why will you not strive to hear God? Are you a bastard? If you don't hear God, you must pray about it. You are son, you are daughter. God should speak to you. As I need somebody to read Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. To see that you have right of hearing God, your father. You are in a fellowship with God. You will stay before him say, I will not leave your presence until you speak to me. Hebrews chapter 1, yes, verses verse one, 1. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, verse 2, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed her of all things, through whom also he made the world. If you read Old Living by say long ago, God speaks to Hallelujah. Amen. Do you know the do you want to know the fellowship we had now? I had fellowship my my with Mayoko. Did you notice you don't you don't know it? But he has spoken to me. May you have fellowship with God. Amen. When you have fellowship with God, he will speak into your ear. Did you see now that long ago? Through prophets, through dreams, through visions, and all of that, God spoke. The Spirit of God was outside then. So he must use prophets, he must use kings, and I will say, thus says the Lord. Their dispensation is not as good as our own. 
So, so he said, but in these last days, our time, he has spoken to us through his son, unto whom he has committed all things. And so where is his son now? Where is his spirit? In my heart. Inside me. So why should I carry Jesus or the spirit of God and he will not speak to me? More so when it has to do with his own purpose on earth. Marriage. Something must be wrong with me. Even in this matter, I don't expect him to speak through dreams. Can you imagine you have a son? Eh? You wait for him until he sleeps. Then you come and speak to him through dreams. Is that a son? Eh? And uh, He said, as I was in a dream, I saw that brother. He gave me a ring. Sorry. I'm not knocking out that. I want you to first of all be a son that can hear his father. One of the things you must strive to achieve in this retreat is, I'm a child of God. My father should speak uh, to me. He's me. Did you see how the Holy Spirit guided him. So he will wait for him to sleep. So in dream. And give him dream. You know that most times dream is not a reality. Am I right? Good. And you saw yourself. You know the way I look at dream. You saw yourself. They are giving you a ring. And you are seeing yourself. Excuse me. One out of the two must be false. Can yourself be in two places at a go? You are not talking with me. You saw yourself in the wedding ground. This brother was putting ring. You are seeing yourself. Yourself is seeing yourself. Now you check it when you anchor. Yourself is seeing who? So one must be real. One must be fake. Am I right? You saw yourself, you actually ate chicken and fried rice and you, you are using toothpick, you are filled up in a dream and you woke up, you are still hungry. If it was a reality, will you wake up hungry? In fact, you will still be doing toothpick when you wake up. One, the reason is that one is fake. But does it mean that God does not speak through dreams? If you go through the New Testament and when Jesus came and released the Spirit, you hardly see where God spoke through dreams. He speaks through His Son. Go home and do your research. It was in the Old Testament. So, the first number one thing I need you to establish is that you are a child of God. You have access to your Father. My children have access to me. They have access to my room. They can ask me questions anytime and I will answer. The same way it is with you. God should be able to speak to you at any time. At, don't say, must God speak to me? If God does not speak to me and then I'm not his son. God should speak to you, my brother. God should speak to you, my daughter. Go to him and ask him to speak to you. And when he speaks, he can also speak through his word. He can tr speak through the inner witness of your heart. 
which sometimes it confirms it with God's word. When you keep doubting and doubting, he can confirm it with another person. Are you getting what I'm saying? But I want you to develop a culture. Hear me, my young people. Develop a culture that God will be speaking to you to guide you. And that is a person that can go far with God. That is a person that God can make use of. So, if I depend on dream, and this man needs to be, the demons need to be cast out, and I wait until I sleep in the night, God will give me a dream. Do you see that boy wearing black shirt and jeans? There's a demon I want you to go and cast out. Where will I see the boy after the meeting? You must depend on hearing God. That's another topic altogether. There are several ways. But before you can hear God, you, are, you, are, you, are, you must remove every idol. You must have correct disposition. You must be busy in God's work. And then he will speak. You will hear him. Are you hearing me? The first question we say we didn't answer. We advise to explain that why God allowed that. You are wondering why did God allow that, okay? Why he allowed it? He wanted to show his relationship with Israel and all of that. We don't pray for that. But when that is to happen, God will also speak to you. You will also ask me, why did... Um, Moses married an Ethiopian woman. Do you remember? <laughs> but all of that, did you notice what God said? Who are you to challenge Moses when Miran and Co challenge him? Say, don't you know that I speak with him face to face? Can you grow? Can you pray? God, let me grow like Moses to be able to hear you. To speak face to face with you. Do you know that Moses was always consulting God and God will speak to him? I want you to begin to hunger for that. That as you are, that God can speak to you. In the name of Jesus. Are you following? Last, our time is, how many? Five minutes more. Next one. So another one says, please for some that want to go in into full-time ministry when should he marry oh. when god tells you to marry and if it is god that is calling you into full-time by the way what's the meaning of full-time ministry we'll just give a word Every child that is living according to God's will, getting involved in his work, working with him, not breaking the fellowship, is in the ministry of God and is in full time. Check what I've said now. Full time ministry. Which ministry? The ministry of God. Everyone that must succeed that Mozuwe must be a full time not there is time for God 
When it is part time, is it not so? That means there is time for God. There is time not to work for God. Mm-mm. Every time for a child of God belongs to God. And you are in full time. But I know what you call full time. When you are not doing any physical work. Okay? Eh? Some are not even doing any physical work at all. Then they are thinking of full time. Maybe that's what God wants them to do. Mm-mm. Do you know the people that God lays hands upon? Eh? Very easily. Those who do well in the work they are doing, whatever you are doing, you are doing well in it, doing well in it. And he comes and places hand on you. He doesn't call a lazy person. You may think full time. You know that's why some people are thinking that full time is another way of getting money for Berlin. Paul said, he who does not work, let him not. Was Paul a full time? Was he working? Yes. If you are not doing any work, there are several things you can do. Get busy. God will show you what to do. When it is time, for example, you are in the, this God's ministry. Every time God's work demands your attention, you, are go, you, you write application for permission like Choka did now. Did you ask for permission? Is it not Choka? You didn't go to work today. Yeah, yeah, how can? What are yesterday? You had to take permission. If this thing started on Wednesday, would you take permission? Uh-huh. Now, when you keep taking permission, taking permission, and it's no more comfortable, then it means that you would have prayed whether God I should let go that work so that I can concentrate, not taking permission. But when you are doing things that will give you, like me, am I on full time? I'm a businessman. I want you to know. But that work does not come in. It doesn't stop me from... Anytime it clashes with the things of God, I keep that one aside. But even while doing that one, it doesn't remove me as a Christian. Anywhere you are is your pulpit. Oh God. Did you hear me? If you're a doctor... In a theater, do you have a pupil there? Eh? Why are you about to do surgery? Do you have a pulpit? Yes, what's a pulpit? If you speak to that patient before you open her up or him up, about Christ, you will have saved their life. Or a patient come to see you, you first of all give him God's word. You notice that every physical work anybody is doing, you interact with human beings, except maybe choker. Don't you interact with human beings? That's your pulpit. Do you do the ministry there? Everybody is a full-time ministry, in full-time ministry. Wherever you are found, the first thing you are to do is to give God's word. Are you hearing me? Or your life should speak or the way you handle the person should speak, and all of that. 
So what it takes to be in full time is to submit yourself to God completely. Do God's way. Do his work. I have known ministries or places where you are into full time. Nobody pays you anything. You don't know. Come and ask me. I won't tell you. And yet God sustains the people. Because they had God. God said, leave everything you are doing. Put all the time you have in this one. Look, he will give you direction. He will give you life. That's why we are teaching you to work how? To work how? To work circumspectly. And that will place you in the ministry of God. Praise the Lord. So that full-time person, I don't know if I've answered you. Yes. I thought time is up. I'm an obedient servant and you are in charge. You have the knife and the yam. Okay. So the next one says, when God reveals a man to someone in dreams several times, even when the lady does not like the revealed man and even prays against it, but sometimes his thought flows through her mind. Eventually, she gave up and wait for what will be. Is this the leading of God? Because the man in question has not said any word to her. <laughs> ah, who help me answer this one? Yes. Mommy, give to mo- no, mommy, no. You know, there's something I've been sweating to push to you. Is that first, you are what? A son. Make sure one of the things you must achieve here. I thought we, we dealt with that yesterday. Am I right? Huh? One of the things you must struggle to achieve is that first and foremost, that you are a son indeed, a daughter. And if a son, a heir of what? A heir of what? The king. Of the things. And you have equal status with Christ. You see that brother several times in your dream. Oh, they want me to talk about dream. Several years ago, I saw myself in a dream. I died. They bought coffin. Put me there. And I saw myself buried. Have I died? Why didn't I die? Again, I wanted to go to the U.S. in those days to study. One of the nights, I dreamt. Eh? And we were in a flight going to U.S. I was wearing suits. 
And in Dutch, we are all over speaking. What do you want? And actually, they were serving us food. That journey took time. It was so real. And I, know, I don't ever forget it. So real. After some good journey, I suddenly woke up. And I said, ah, I wish this is not a dream. Why did I say I wish it's not a dream? I want it to be real. And it was not real. I said, okay, since it's not real, let me dream it again. I closed my eyes. The dream never came again. Until two years ago, that's when I just visited the U.S. Not the way I wanted it. But it was so real. Now I said, I wish is not a dream. Because it's not real. And then you suddenly dream a bad one. One man came with gun. He's about to shoot you. You know that kind of thing. Suddenly you change to... As you are running, you change to animal. Has anybody dreamed that kind of thing? <laughs> you change to... This suddenly you change to another thing. Eventually, the man couldn't. You wake up and you are sweating, you are afraid. Why didn't you say, I thank God it is a dream? No, you are not getting me. Why should you thank God it is a dream? It's not real. So if you hang on dream, 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 who told you that that man you are seeing is a man, is a reality? Isn't the devil presenting that man to you because of your heart? You know dream comes out of the multitude of what? This brother had been on his own. You are there dreaming about him. And you went to sleep. He's giving you ring. Say, hey, you wake up. Sorry. Go to God. Can you keep all of that aside? And get busy for God. Sometimes you may realize that you are not even ready for marriage. Several of you that are engaged, when we ask you, are you ready to marry? We say, no. So why did you go into, why are you looking for a wife? Huh? Why are you going into engagement? You are still in school. You are going into engagement. For what? Get busy for God. When it is time, God knows the time for you. At the appointed time, what will happen? It shall speak. Can you trust in God and relax in the Lord? Okay. Since that brother had been appearing and appearing, I wish when you see him physically, I wish he will come and even smile at you. From what you read, that brother doesn't even smile at her. Okay? Save Johnny. <laughs> yes, mom. Give her phone. Uh, 
have time to explain more concerning how to know the will of God. Yes. What I want to add here is that to know the will of God through dream, you must have tested it in other things. If God decides to be revealing things to you through dreams, you must have known it in every other areas. Maybe on the, in the kind of um, area of specialization in your university, in your academic life. You must have tested it. That's what I want to say. It's not if God must have been using other means to speak to you. Suddenly, when it comes to marriage, you will want him to speak through dream. You see that you will be confused. God can speak to you through dreams, like the question the person asked. It might be the will of God if you know that God has been speaking to you in other things through dreams. And if you have had it and had it and had it, it's not now for you to begin to um, stress your life, behaving as if your life is dependent upon it. As our daddy says, continue in the things of the Lord. Work for God. If it's the will of God, Bible says that the vision is for an appointed time. Though it tarries, wait for it, because surely it must come to pass. So if God uses dreams to speak to you, and God has been, you know, you have been having this dream, wait for it patiently. Don't stress your life. Pray about it, God. If this thing is your will, I wait for you. If it's not your will, so it's not whenever you see the brother, you know, you'll be doing some kind of behavior. Because there's a way you people behave now. At times I say, what is wrong with you? Some of you are 17 years, 18 years. And you are so desperate about marriage. So God can speak to you through dreams. He does. He spoke to me through dreams. God speaks to me in many areas through dreams. Because I have tested it in other areas, not only in marriage. All but right. if actually God has spoken concerning this person, continue with doing the things of God. Be busy in the things of God. Surely, one day, God will drop it in the heart of that brother and that brother will come. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me read this. I should have read for you. As you think on and consider getting into relationship, you must first enter into your rest waiting on God and waiting for God by faith. While on this way, set your affections on things above, perfecting holiness in the fear of God, seeking his kingdom and his righteousness. Build up yourself in your most holy faith fervent in spirit serving the Lord then go to sleep God will wake you up when your marriage marriage partner is ready does it make sense to you now eh? what should occupy you when it is time when your marriage partner is ready he will wake you up. I want you to trust God for that. 
He will show you the person. Then you yourself will also know you are ready. What I see most of you doing, you just want to let me grab Hannah before any other person comes. You want to block. And so you enter into early relationships so that you are so that you'll be sure you are having her. Sorry is not a guarantee. If you have you are looking at her and somebody else comes and she gives her consent, does that not mean that it's not the will of God for you? You should thank God. But can you listen to what I read? Do it. Get occupied with God. Be praying, talk to him about marriage. I want to marry. He said, your father knows when you were married. Does he know? Eh? Does he know? You know, some go into marriage because of lusts, out of lusts. Focus on God. Whether dream is coming or not coming, focus on God. When your partner is ready, he will call your attention. And you will not struggle about it. Mark what I've told you. That's what happened to me. Mark what I've told you. There will be no struggling. There will be no confusion. Actually, remember I told you the name of your wife is who? The name of your husband is who? What's the meaning of Chukuma? God knows. This is one thing if anybody asks you, what will you answer the person? God knows. How will you find the person? Eh? You hang on the person that is keeping that person. He will show you. Uh -uh, uh -uh. That's why when you find, when you hang on him and find, you will obtain favor. When God is the one that has led you, so one of the things you must pray is that, God, you will lead me, you must help me in the name of Jesus. Can, you, can that be your prayer? Never you allow my heart to look for her. You will discover that suddenly when it is time, God will just piam, show you somebody. And that person, God would have also spoken to that person. There is no struggle. That's what we want us to enter into. Can we pray that we enter into that? Rest with God. Trust God. Depend on Him. Proverbs 3. Let's look at Proverbs 3, that 5. Let's read it. And uh, I think I'll um, be okay. Verse 5. Yes. Trust in the Lord uh -huh. with all your heart uh -huh. and lean not on your own understanding. Uh -huh. Verse 6. Verse 6. In all your ways acknowledge him mm -hmm. and he shall direct your path. Verse 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Mm -hmm. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Uh -huh. You don't lean on your own understanding in this matter. Do you know, however, 
Anybody can pick anybody and marry. No quarrel. Do you know that? Do unbelievers marry? Yes, you can see somebody. Ah, you look at the person, the features and all of that. You say, yeah, you go to the person. You pursue and pursue and get it. It's no problem. We are talking about a marriage that has divine attention. That has divine purpose. We are talking about a man that has in his heart to do God's will. To serve God. To fulfill the purpose of God for his life. We are looking at a woman that wants to fulfill the purpose of God in her life. These are the people that God is interested in. And they lean on God. They depend upon God. And God will bring the desires of your heart to fulfillment. I'm done with that. Have I finished? You are the one to tell me when we are finished. Someone has a question. Okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. Please, my question is this. The both parties said they heard from God. The they heard from God All right. that both of them are, are to be together. But the problem is the boy did not want to the boy said that he will listen to his father's advice. His mother's advice, I'm sorry. That the, the father have no problem. But the problem is the mother. The mother now said that he will not marry the lady. Because the lady is not from their side. And the lady is not well educated. But both, both the boy and the girl, they know that they, they said that they heard from the spirit that they are, they are to live together. Now, my question is this. Are they true? Do, both of them, do they truly hear from the spirit? Since this problem is now at, the boy said... Oh, you are saying, if it is God, why should they have opposition? From the mother. Hey, why should they have opposition? Whether anyone? Yes. You know what actually has opposition? Eh? You know when somebody has opposition? Do you know why? When? Do you know what the devil opposes? When you want to do God's will. That's what the devil opposes. I like to tell you that the devil has no problem with anybody who doesn't want to do the will of God. What the devil is fighting is that you do not do God's will. Do you know ordinarily as a Christian, the moment you make up your mind to get closer to God, that's when the devil will arise. That it is the will of God does not mean that there will be no oppositions. But God is waiting. Do you really trust him? If you trust him, at the end of the day, the vision will speak. 
Is it not God that created those that are opposing the king? Is it not God? Isn't the hands of the king in his hands? When he sees that you are not moved, you will wait until when they agree. The problem is that we don't want to wait because they say no. You will wait and be praying. God will go and change their mind. One day they will call and say, Yeah, don't you see no? I'll tell you a story. I had a friend. He's in the U.S. now. Two of them, God spoke to them. He's from Akwaibom. The girl is a Yoruba girl. And God spoke to them clearly. As, they were come, as he came, the parents said, no way, the man and the woman. In fact, the man said, over his dead body. You know, when something is said like that. In fact, they banned him from coming to the house. They said, don't ever come to this house. Well, stubbornly, one day he came. He was still coming. He came, climbed the staircase like this. As he climbed the staircase and climbed up, knocked, the mother of the girl came out and saw him. Said, what? The woman got angry. What did you come to do here? I thought we told you not to come here again. And the woman gave him a slap. That brother fell from the staircase down. The husband heard the sound of the slap and came out and looked and saw the young man at the feet of the staircase and asked the wife, what happened? He said, is he not this why we told not to come here? I gave him a dirty slap. The man said, you slapped him. He said, yes, that's why he's there. The man told the young man, get up. Go and bring your parents. This is your bride price. You didn't hear something. You have paid your bride price. Go and bring your parents. That's how they marry. They're in the U.S. now. Bride price can come from different forms. <laughs> but they were doing God's way. That slap. The man that said over his dead body was the one said, go and get your parents. Now, now. The bride price is paid. And the parents came. The marriage, the man sponsored the marriage. You know how Yoruba people used to do? They are now in the U.S. Listen. When God is involved, if God be for you, who can be against you? But the problem I have with you people, like I always encounter many, I will hear, they say, Daddy, God is leading me to this person. And I show, are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. And I okay, go and propose. The sister said, yes, I had God. After some months, the next thing I had, I'm no more going on. I said, is God no more leading you? He said, I thought I had God. Say, eh, there's one particular brother. How many times? Three times. So he came to the father and said, no, 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 don't consult me. Do you know the person he went for now? Somebody far, far older than him. The, the person is 50-something years. And this brother is about 30. 30 plus. He says, it's God that is leading him. 
Say, Daddy, will you support me? I say, I will not support you. Will you go with me? I will not go with you. This is the fourth person. Now, while we are teaching you, this is for you to reorganize and reorder your life. If you are not careful, you will make a mistake. And thinking that God is with you and is not with you. But when God is with you, nobody can oppose it. Only you must be patient and remain and wait. Because you must need your parents' blessing. You go nowhere until your parents have blessed you. Wait upon God. And it's God that will speak to the parents to do that. If it is, that is one way you can confirm it is God. Don't be in a hurry. Not a do or die affair. Let God's will be done. Am I okay? Is it okay? Yeah. Am I free? No, sir. That's ah. it. This uncle, huh? So we okay. This one says. You know we are coming back soon. It's almost one oh. Yes. What happens if the person God leads you to marry someone else? Is the person God made for you or does God make more makes more warm you know? I don't understand. Do you understand this person? I, I'm just trying to rephrase no, from the one you the one you think we should answer, do yeah. that. Okay. The one you think we shouldn't answer, put it aside. When God through prayers answer a specific specific prayer on life partner with details but the person starts starts behaving like an unbeliever what would you do as a christian brother or sister when okay let me take it again when god through prayer answers a specific prayer on life partner with details but the person starts behaving like an unbeliever what would you do as a christian brother or sister you know when i was teaching i said that that brother must be rooted did you remember that's why you know some coming to churches you know one thing about men i want to tell you something when they want to have just friendship they want to have sex with the person they look for there are gears that advertise themselves do you understand what i mean by advertising themselves they know the ones that are serious and most men when they want to marry they will not marry those ones they don't want to marry those ones they want to come to a god-fearing woman they start the person comes say okay I know why he said, well, you should be coming to fellowship now. Do you know if I want to marry you? Coming to fellowship is not a problem. Do you know that? Men, am I right? Ha! Ah, they are looking at me as if they don't know. You will do anything. The man will come to fellowship. And if they say, you want to give your life to Christ, the man will get up and give his life to Christ, but he didn't mean it. What is he looking for? He's not looking for Christ. Who is he looking for? That girl. 
He will pretend as if he's growing. He's not actually growing. And then you are carried away. That's why you must also be sensitive in the spirit that you should go to God. When somebody says, go to God, say, did you send this person to me? If you hear God, God will say, no, I didn't send him. If you eventually marry that person, he will stop going to church and say, remember the scripture says you must submit to your husband in all things. Stop going there. Now, if the person you are engaged into is already behaving like an unbeliever, should you go ahead? Eh? Okay. If you like, go ahead. You, may, you, you just have to go back to God and pray. But desperatism, because you are desperate to marry, you think that age is no more on your side. It makes you to do some things. No. Wait. Wait on God. There is no time I would have shared so many things. Chuka, are you releasing me now? Yes. Thank, thank you. you, sir. And please, others that asked question that was not answered, you can maybe meet him. Uh -uh, you won't meet me until after the evening program. Okay. If you have any question, after the evening program, I will stay small. God bless you. Now, I want us to pray. I want to ask you a simple question. Did you learn anything? Did you see the God's heart? Did you notice what God said we should do? Did you realize that God knows the person? I want you to pray, God, help me. To know you and follow you. So that with you, I can locate the person. I can locate the person. When you locate the person through God, you will not be making a mistake. When you locate the person by the leading of God, you, will, you are in the right place. Can you beg God? All the ideas of mine that are not heavenly, that are not scriptural, I hereby lay them aside. There's no gambling in marriage. God knows. He knows. He knows. That's my consolation. He knows. He knows. He knows. I understood that these days, even when you people are engaged, you become so loose with yourself that you are committing immorality anyhow. God is not happy. Even when he has shown you somebody suddenly looks like you have a license, you are not married. You are still single. We couldn't talk about courtship. But my prayer this afternoon is that you place your life in such a way that God will lead you. That God will show you. That the Holy Ghost will guide you. If there is a way you want to learn, learn to hear the God speak to you through his word, through inner witness as a child of God. The Lord is in you. He will tell you all things. is in your heart. Sometimes he speaks to us we don't hear because our mind is filled with other things. Can you pray this afternoon and say, Father, just help my life now. 
just to know you, to serve you, to do your will. When you are doing God's will, you will notice that God himself will wake you up and say it is time to marry. It is time. It is time. God knows the time for you. Can you labor into that time? Can you rest yourself in the Lord and God will make that time known and wake up, show you the sister that he has prepared for you. That's my heart desire for every one of you that has sat under this meeting. That the Lord will show you the life, the partner he has prepared for you in the name of Jesus Christ. We request mommy, Ruby, pray for all of them. Pray for us. Father, I pray that all that we have heard today, that you help us to obey you. Father, we are not just trying to, to say things on our own. Father, the teaching is right and appropriate. When we are busy serving God, doing what he wants us to do, he knows the timing. And when the time comes, he will definitely manifest the will, his will concerning our lives. Father, my prayer is that Lord cause these our children to submit themselves to serving you faithfully with all commitments. Father, remove all this falsehood they receive from everywhere. But when the truth comes, they will not want to hear it and obey it. I know that many of them in their hearts now, they will be revolting against this teaching because it is against the kind of teaching they, they, they have been hearing. But Lord, I pray that the Spirit of the Lord will sing deep every word our Daddy has spoken to us today so that Lord, it shall be well with us in Jesus' name. Why you want us to do your will is because you have loved us with an everlasting love and you want us to walk in accordance with your will so that we shall be able to fulfill the mandate and the purpose and the ministry which you have called us to do. My prayer is that, Lord, as many that are seated here today, that none of them will go outside your will in Jesus' name. Because when they are in your will, they will be able, Lord, to impact their generation and the generation they will hand over to. Whatsoever they have been blocking their mind, their spirit, soul, and body from knowing your will and accepting to do your will, Father, today, we cause that gate of brass to be broken in Jesus' name. And grant them a listening ear and obedient heart. So that when they do, Lord, they will see what it means to serve you. And to have a stable home. That's what you have proposed for us. Many homes are in shambles today because they went into this marriage on their own sense, on their own wisdom. And today they are regretting it. Father, our children, because they have heard these words today, as they have been hearing so many, Father, they will never regret their marriages in Jesus' name. They will never regret their marriages in Jesus' name. Many of them that have already hooked themselves, Father, Lord, into a wrong relationship. Father, we cause a break from the throne of grace right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray that, Lord, you redirect their minds unto you, so that, Lord, they will hear you. Many are justifying their yoking with unbelievers, with Hosea and his uh, wife. Father, Lord Almighty, I pray that you open the hearts of these children to understand that you use Hosea's own as an analogy to show how rebellious the people of Israel have been. 
So it's not for us. You go and marry an unbeliever. You yoke with an unbeliever so that you will convert the person. It is not possible because the power to convert is, in, is not in our hands. If it's in our hands, then we would have converted everybody to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. My prayer is that Lord will grant them this wisdom to believe you, to trust you. Many of them say they are born again, but they are not convinced of their belief in you. They still think that you can never give them what is good. And as a result, they must open one of their eyes, even as they search, because they search by themselves. And when they open their eyes, they will get the wrong ones. From today, Lord, close their eyes and open their spiritual eyes. And raise their spiritual antenna, so that, Lord, they will hear from you. And they will do your will in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for today. As they go for break and as they come back again for the team exposition, Father, open this. Remove every idol from their hearts so that when they hear your word, they will be ready to obey promptly. Nowhere they will do selective uh, tendering. They select the ones they want. And they will remove the ones that they do not want. May you cause their hearts, Lord, to trust you and believe all your words in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, the Lord. We give you all praise and we pray that Lord, as he has spoken, may you fill him with fresh anointing. So that Lord, as he continues, Lord, with the evening one this afternoon, that God Almighty, he will receive fresh from the throne of grace again in the name of Jesus. Renew his strength, Lord, as he continues to serve you in the vineyard, Lord, moving east, west, north, and south. For the cause of the gospel, Father Lord, his strength shall continually be renewed like the eagle in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the family, the wife and the children and the granddaughter, that, uh, grandchild that just came last week. May you continue, Lord, to use them, Lord, to impact their generation. Blessed be to your holy name. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Shall we put our hands together for Jesus? <laughs> Hallelujah.